Hey class, Prop JC here. Today we're going to dive deeper into what we call the virtuous cycles of mutual benefit. This is a class, and last week when I was given the podcast, I kept saying mission. It's a class on mission. No, it's actually a class on service. And so my apologies on that. And uh, But it's important that we talk about mission and what that means to live a life of service, right? It, it goes so much deeper. Right. When we think about leadership, it's not just about how do I serve the world? That's great. OK. And I get that. And we could all go out and we could do nonprofit service with companies and that would make us feel good. But it's, it's much deeper when we're thinking about business. And I think that business and education, because I'm an educator, but I think that business is one of the highest callings to start an organization, to lead an organization, to lead within an organization. Uh, I think is one of the highest callings a person can have. I really believe that. And so this idea of of consistently growing, which is what we talked about last week, right? Continuous. Well, we're talking about continuous cycles of mute, um, virtuous cycles of mutual virtuous cycles of of mutual benefit. We've talked about that. But if we're going to live a life of service, all of this matters. Okay. It's not just about saying, I'm going to serve other people, right? I'm, I'm a servant leader. I I can't, I can't stand that term. That's me being, that's me being honest with you. And we can have a conversation about that if you want. I don't think the leader's job is to be a servant. Okay. Now there are servant like qualities of leaders that yes, it works. And obviously servant leadership has done well and it's, it's been a a respected form and I'm not going to argue that, but I think there's, there, there's so much, you know, I, I think empowering leadership is better. And I think what we're talking about here, this mindset of mission, this mindset of service, of service to the marketplace. Okay. It's not just being a servant minded leader because oftentimes if servant leaders get so wrapped up in who they are. And, and how they can be a servant. It becomes about them versus how do you serve the marketplace? That's the most important thing. I would say this, and, and there'd be people who would push back on me. I don't know if there's such thing as a, a bad boss. I just think uh, that that we have, to, we have to adjust our styles to work with different people. What's most important is that a boss is effective in serving the marketplace. Now, are there better ways to do that? You know, are, are there good ways to do that? Are there... Obviously, yes. Emotional intelligence, authenticity, all these things that we talk about, all these things are important. I had a class of mine this past week. We had a phenomenal conversation around all of this. Okay. And I appreciate the pushback that, hey, maybe there are such things as bad bosses. But I think sometimes a boss can be very effective in serving the marketplace. We just don't like how they get it done. And so we call them a bad boss. Okay. I'm not talking about people who are toxic and who are yelling at people and who are demeaning people. You know, that, you know, those things, they, that, that, that gets into humanity. How do we deal with humanity? How do we empower humans? Right. But sometimes empowering humans and serving the marketplace can look much different than what we think. So, anyway, I could talk about this is probably my favorite class to talk about because this idea of service, I'm just so passionate about this. So, I'm on page 13 of our, um, our PDF. Uh, which 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 talks about this. Um, let me actually scroll up here and make sure. Continually transforming coke industries through virtuous cycles of mutual benefit. 
And we've talked a little bit about Charles Koch, so I don't need to go into all that. But I'm on page 13. Last week, we talked about continual learning, how, you know, continuous learning, how, how important that is. I'm going to skim through some of this because there's certain points I want to get to today. But I, I just want to read a little bit about what he's saying here in the PDF. And the reason why he created this PDF was so that everybody in Koch Industries, which is now, again, one of the largest private companies in the world, it's so that everybody could get on the same page, especially when they've got employees spread out all, all over the world. He says this. And Charles Koch writes, to create virtuous cycles of mutual benefit, we need to understand their fundamentals and how each of us can contribute to them. These cycles begin when we develop capabilities that enable us to create value for others. That's that's service to the marketplace. I just want you to understand that. That is service to the marketplace, creating value for others. It's not about how do I get rich It's not about how do I make a name for myself. It's not how do I seek more power, seek more power. There's a great um, there's a great uh, show on Netflix right now. It's called Class Act. Class Act. I recommend you watch it. I think it's like seven episodes long. It's about um, a famous business mogul in France. His name was Bernard Tapie. Uh, Phenomenal show. But really, it shows it's kind of a cautionary tale. He started off very ambitious, very ambitious, and about growth, 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 growth. He was a very successful businessman, but then he wanted he got the he got the money, but now he wanted the power, right? That's usually what drive you know two things that you know that 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 drive a lot of people, and it's that it's that money and power. And if you know, there's a great line in that movie where it says he'd gotten all all the money he wanted, but that just makes him a celebrity. But now he wanted to be respected. He wanted power, but he went too far. Okay, he lost sight of what we're talking about right here, which is creating value for other people. And here's what I believe that when we when all these things that we're going to talk about over the next few weeks come into play and when we our whole motive is serving the marketplace, serving the people around us and we live on mission, we live on that mission. Everything we want comes true for us. We will, you you will make the money you want to make. You will get that promotion you want. Try that at work. Change that mindset. You know, some people they come to this, they come to this program, whether it's an an MBA or an MAOL, and they say, I want to get a promotion, I want to be a better leader, but it's still about them. Try switching it up in your mind and saying, every day when I walk into this workplace, it's going to be about the other people. It's going to be about them. It's not about me anymore. Okay. It's all about other people. Try that for a year and see what happens. Everything's going to change around you. The opportunities that you're seeking, the money that you're seeking is going to come when it's about seeking value for others. He goes on to say, we apply these capabilities to serve the customers for whom we create can create the most value. So he'll talk about this too. It's not about serving every customer. It's finding the customers with whom we can create most value. That's also where the profit comes in. If we're trying to serve everybody out there, you know, we're never going to be successful. And so we're never going to build our business and make the profit we want to make. If we find a, a, a subset of customers, the, the customers we want, right? The vendors that we want um, uh, and, and serve them. Okay. So, so we got to be strategic about that as well. That's really important, okay? And then he calls, we call these uh, virtuous, um, we call these cycles virtuous because they benefit all the parties involved 
from yourself to society. So that's what I love about this. It's not just about serving the marketplace and this idea of I'm going to be a servant leader and lay down my life for everyone else. And then I end up resentful and mad in the process and I don't get promoted. No, it's not about that. Virtuous cycles of mutual benefit. So we serve the marketplace. We serve the right people. We serve the right market, right? And then it will come back to us. Now we don't do it so it can come back to us. We Our mindset constantly needs to be on our on our on our customer, right? Our segment of the market. That's important. As we improve and apply our capabilities. Now, here's what he means. Whenever he says capabilities, he means on a personal level, it's kind of our talents. On an organizational level, we call it capabilities. So these are the things that we can do. Okay, the things that we know that we can do. And it's important that we know that it's important. You know that as an individual. Uh, for those of you who are business owners, it's important that you know that. What are the capabilities you have in the business? And how do you know the capabilities? Well, you look at the people. You look at the, um, you know, uh, you you look at the passion, especially that founding group. If you're starting a business out there, starting a nonprofit, you, you look at that founding group and you say, well, what are all of our talents and capabilities? Uh, that will lead you to the capabilities of your business, of your organization. So as we improve and apply our own capabilities, new opportunities open, which point to the need for additional capabilities. So our capabilities don't stop there, they continue to grow. And as you hire more people, you gain more capabilities. As you merge, as you acquire new companies, you gain more capabilities, okay? So all of that's important. This leads to never-ending cycles of, of improvement, growth, and contribution to others, okay? So again, it starts with this mindset of creating value for others, Okay, we continue to do that, continue to continue to grow our capabilities, and that leads to improvement, growth, and greater contribution to more people. For an organization, okay, to create virtuous cycles, it must have employees who create internal virtuous cycles. In other words, employees who are self-actualizing. I got that. Employees who are self-actualizing. Okay, and, and we've talked about that already. Okay, uh, what that means is that. Self-actualization is reaching your full and highest potential, but a, a company can't do that if people in the organization aren't doing that. Such people discover their innate abilities, develop them into valued skills, apply them to maximum, uh, apply them to maximize their contributions, and then do it all over again. So again, companies run on this virtual cycles of mutual benefit, but we have to as well. Serving the marketplace, understanding our capabilities, growing our capabilities, right? And then just continue that cycle over and over and over. It's an exhaustive cycle, but this is the world that we're trying to live in, whether we're in business or nonprofit, continually improving so we can serve our customers even better or clients, whoever they tend to be. Okay. Individuals who follow this path, it is unique for each person, continually learn. We talked about that last week, continually grow and contribute at a higher level, greatly increasing their ability to succeed whatever their calling might be. And then he goes on to say, employees translate their personal cycles into organizational virtuous cycles through two interrelated philosophies. Number one is becoming a preferred partner. And number two is continual transformation. I want to talk about continual transformation, but I just want to mention here, a preferred partner is someone who prefers working with you rather than the alternatives, because you do a superior job of providing what they value, okay? Now, that's that's really important for us to understand. If we're going to be a preferred partner, it means people looking at us and say, I want you more than I want someone else because you are doing a better job than any of the alternatives out there. 
Again, how do we make that happen? It's everything we're talking about. Living a life of service. If our mindset is continually on the customer, on the client, we will do the work we need to do. We will get the job done. Okay. I just want to share the story with you and, and, and then we'll end up here with our final point. But this just happened to me. I mean, I, I'm seeing the marketplace at work in, in this, you know, you know, very exciting thing. So I get a call to do. So I do, I, obviously I teach, that's my full-time job, but then I, I moonlight is what I tell people. I do consulting and training engagements with different companies around the, you know, uh, you know, around the globe, really, um, you know, different clients around the globe. And most often it's it's sitting from my office, right? So many things are virtual today. But I get a call from a company and they want me to do a training for Cisco. That's um, you know, that's the big tech company that that created WebEx. And uh, and they said, but don't get too excited about this, right? You know, you don't have to give too much to this because the original person who gives this training, she just she she took a day off because she wants to um uh she needed to spend time with family. Okay. And, but they've been using her for a while. She was their preferred partner. They said, you just need to create one class and then the rest of the classes are going to go back to her. Well, I took the class and, and I, so I had to create this class. It's a four hour class I had to create and I would only give it one time. So that's a lot of work to give a class one time. And so what I could have done was I could have said, you know what, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do this really quickly and I'll create a few PowerPoints and I'll just do a lot of discussions and I'll just kind of breeze through this and not a big deal, right? And get my check and, and walk away. But what I said is I said, I I really like this class and I do. I like the topic, we, we, which is all about self-empowerment. And um, it's amazing how, how many of these senior vice presidents in these really big companies, they still want to learn more about self-empowerment and how do I get better? And so I said, well, I really like this class. It resonates with me. So I built this class. And then I said, I want to do such a good job for our customer that uh, at the end of this, um, that the end of this, they choose us rather than than the former partner. Well, that's exactly what happened. I get a call about a week after I get an email that sent to me and said, hey, uh, Cisco has changed up for this class. They want you to be the preferred partner. And uh, so they sent me several more classes that I'll be doing this year. I've already done a couple of them. I do a couple more here. And just um, I, I think it's next week, actually. And um, and so we earned that. But I'll tell you this, that at the heart and I'm not I'm not trying to gas myself up here. I'm not trying to make you. Uh, it was just such a big lesson for me that coming into it with the mindset of how do I create value for the customer? How do I help them win? It, 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 it wins. It's a workable solution. It happens, right? I don't care what business you're in. I don't care if you're in finance. I don't care if you're in banking. I don't care if you're in, in um, manufacturing, you know, whatever it might be, nonprofit. When we think about the customer, the client, the end user, and we have them in mind and what their experience is going to be, uh, we cannot go wrong. Now, will it always happen like that? No. Right. I'll give everything I've got to a class sometime. And they'll say, hey, great job. But we prefer the, the, you know, the original person. That's going to happen from time to time. But that was a huge lesson for me. Always put the customer first and the benefits come. OK, so that's what so that's what we want to be as a preferred partner. But what he talks about uh, is this. OK, so he talked about two things being becoming a pre preferred partner and continual transformation. And he says this continual transformation is always um uh, is always and everywhere a necessity. The alternative is, now watch this, the alternative is extinction. 
The alternative to continual transformation is extinction. Our attitude as a business and as, as individuals should be that however well we are doing, we can do, uh, we can and must do much better at creating value for others. So we should always be thinking that mindset, that mindset of service, that mindset of mission, okay? That's the mission that we're talking about here. A mindset of service is saying, okay, I'm going to always do better. I could be doing extremely well. Some of you on the call, you know, some of you in this class, you're doing big things already. You're doing great things already. But what you need to be thinking is how do I take this thing I'm doing right now and how do I make it better? That's what he's talking about here. That's a mindset of service to the marketplace. Okay. Um, should be that however well we're doing, we can and, and must do much better at creating value for others. This is the this is the only this is the only way to, to successfully deal with what Joseph Joseph Schumpeter described as creative destruction. Businessmen is what Schumpeter said, but we would, you know, today we'd say business people uh, are always standing on ground crumbling beneath their feet. Now we're going to talk about that next week. Okay. But I want to end right here because I, I don't want to go too much further because creative destruction is such an important part of what, of what we're going to talk about and such an important part of a life of service. Okay. But here's what I want. Here's, here, here, here's what I want to hear from you. Okay. So we talked about capabilities. Number one, now based on this podcast, don't make it up. What are capabilities? Okay. And how do we discover capabilities? You can do that for the person or for the organization, however you want to put it, right? What are capabilities and how do we discover our capabilities? Okay. Uh, uh, number two, what is a preferred partner? Okay. And number three, what is continual transformation? We haven't talked a lot about it this week, but we're going to get into it. Okay. What continual transformation is. If you have the PDF, it's all right there. Okay. Um, and then... Um, what does it mean, number four, so there's five questions here, uh, number four, what does it mean to create value for other people? That's number four. And then number five, our, our fifth question is this, what do you believe is creative destruction? Okay, I just want you to, you just you don't even have to look that up because we're going to talk about it next week, uh, but I want to get a jump start on that because this idea of creative destruction is so important to what we're talking about in this class, living a life of service to other people. Hey, thanks so much for reading. I look forward to reading your responses and I look forward to seeing you again in the next podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Reach out if you need me. Take care.